You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. Looking at my rollie, it's about that time. Rhymefest is back and bigger than ever. Della Soul headlines, joined by Grouch and Eli, Jaron Benton, Garth Trinidad, the Bar Exam Cypher with Sam King, and all hosted by the legendary LAMC Tumans. Saturday, April 30th, and WakeTheFlockUp.net will be there to cover it all. Visit RhymeFestLA.com to buy your tickets now. RhymeFestLA.com When it comes to entertainment in Los Angeles, one production company has it on lock. Young Baca Productions. From a bi-monthly show at the Airliner in Los Angeles, to the many shows, to the B-Side Forum, to the State of Battle Rap on the B-SideChannel.com, Young Baca Productions are putting together the dopest entertainment in Los Angeles, California, and beyond. Check them out on Wait the Flock Up Send You, YoungBacaProductions.com. Hello. Hey man, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, brother? Feel good about that time? Feel good about that time? Feel good about that time? Back to the show. You are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714, and we got a very special interview tonight. I'm sitting here with the uh, director and writer. That's is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I do a little producing and editing too. You know. Ah, yeah. so you're, okay. So you have full. Well, let, we'll get into a little bit more. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the people know who you are. My name is Brandon Croson. I make movies and stuff. <laughs> but the movie in particular that we're going to talk about today. Is what I got your film coming out called "The World Has No Idea." It's about all of our favorite rapper, Michael Idea Larson. Michael Idea Larson, of course, legendary. Um, anyone that's listening to this now is very familiar with Idea, I'm sure. And if not, then uh, that's a sin, and I don't want to know any of you people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let, let's talk about let's talk about you a little bit, then we'll get more into the film. Right, so, uh, Brandon, where do we hail from? I'm from South Minneapolis. South of Minnesota. Uh huh. And born and raised. Yeah, man, born and raised my whole life. How? It's, you know, it's. I don't know why it's cold as hell. Like I don't know why I still live here. I always crack the joke. Like, who decided to build cities here, man? If this were me back in the other days, I'm like, I'm still heading south. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and um, you are you a film major? Is, is that is that your interest? Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't a film major. Like, I have an associate's degree in uh, script writing, and I do freelance. Uh, I've been doing freelance video production and film work since 2010 uh, up here in Minneapolis. I have, uh, for the most part, my bread and butter has been small web uh, web ads and such for local businesses. But uh, I also have an award-winning play, an award-winning short film before this. Like, basically, I'm trying to transition into just making movies all the time. You know what I mean? Movies, yeah. TV, that kind of thing I'm trying to gear towards, but... Yeah, Minneapolis seems to be, um, and, and this is within. And I, I don't know. I don't know. The music uh, scene has a lot to do with it, but it's starting to be this very progressive, very like artistic town where a lot of a lot of talent, a lot of original things are coming out of. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, we have we have a very uh, a very eclectic scene, and I think one of the reasons 
because I mean, technically, Minneapolis isn't like nearly as big as say LA or New York, but we have such a diverse population in such a such a small space that it really, I think it it provides a lot of opportunities for people to get different perspectives on life and you know that kind of thing. Let, let me ask you this: How much do you think the weather has to do? Because like, oh, what the weather out there? I haven't spoken to people from Minneapolis and. Uh, Pennsylvania, area, Calvary, it seems to be a, like a character in its own. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous, and that definitely impacts a lot of people's mood. Like, I feel like so there's you know there's a saying everyone says since way before I was born called you know Minnesota nice, uh, and I think like the joke I always crack about it is we're all so miserable up here for like sixty percent of the year that the other forty percent of the sun's actually peeking out. We're just happy to be alive and not having to wear like eight different sweaters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. first, I'm like, just happy to see you. <laughs> and, and it would make sense that it would encourage all these art forms that because it's not like sports, right? Like where you have to be, at least at some point be outdoors. Like in art, at least it's kind of like, like confining you to like at least a house or a, or a building, right? So there's your painting and there's your music and there's your movies. So there's stuff that's edited and created indoors. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I mean, we have, obviously, there's people up here that play sports, but, you know, if, if you actually look at the track record, we have a vast of, of a history of losing most sporting events over, over everything else. So, I mean, you might have just hit on something that we need to really think about up here in Minnesota, man. Like, why are we spending money on the Timberwolves and the Vikings and we can be supporting local artists? That's a really valid point, sir. That's a really valid point. Well, you know, and, and uh, I'll give you guys credit, uh, Prince, right? You guys home you guys Prince, is that right? What's that? Is, is Prince still out there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, he was uh, he was born he was born and raised in Minneapolis too. So I think he lives out in uh, Paisley Park or something. Is the name of his ridiculous mansion? I think it's out in Chanhattan. Or something. I, I imagine like I imagine like everyone has like a like a cottage, right? And then <laughs> <laughs> Prince's house just leads up to this big road. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you see carriages go out there with horses. Like and it's just like, there's one solitary castle at the very right. edge of town. Right. <laughs> no, nah, I wish I would like that. No, nah, it's you know it's uh, because we're because we're like in the middle of the Midwest or whatever. You confuse us with like an actual like small town, but no, nah, we you know, it, we're 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 a few hundred thousand deep, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got a me- metropolis out there. What's that? You got a metropolis. It's a metropolis out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, if you drive for like an hour in any direction, all of a sudden you're in the sticks. But you know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that that lends the, the to the beauty of the of the Midwest. Right. True. Where like, uh, oh, you all you live in the city, but then you can, your parents, you know, you can drive a little bit away and, and, and see the, the beauty of, of nature and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, legit. I'm all about that. Like, I've got a million. And not even one of the cool things about Minneapolis, because I've been all over the country, like, just for work and business and pleasure and whatever. I've been all over the U.S. And one of the things I really like about Minneapolis is that you don't actually have to go out of town to get to a nature spot. Like, there's this... Uh, the Miha Falls, for example, like I can just go climb underneath the waterfall right now if I want. I can drive there in ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, uh, there's like all sorts of stuff. Like the Mississippi River, it's kind of funny. Like, there's this picture I've seen a lot around where it looks like the yin and yang symbol, and on one side of it is supposed to be Minneapolis, the other side of it is supposed to be St. Paul, and that line going down the middle is supposed to be the Mississippi River. And there's actually like any number of spots that you can go along the Mississippi River and just be surrounded by by forest and like barely even be able to tell that you're in. Uh, a metropolitan area just because the woods around the Mississippi are so thick and because it's so huge. You know what I mean? Like, wow, that sounds, that sounds like an amazing place to get lost in. Yeah, yeah. I, I try. 
looking forward to that. Now the sun's peeking out. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> about yeah eight time. minutes of sunshine. That's right. <laughs> you of them. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so like uh, out here in Southern California, obviously, you know, right now I'm basking in the sun. I'm enjoying it. It's beautiful out here, uh, especially the area where, where I live is Orange County. So in Orange County, you know, it's even LA, even if you go just 30 minutes on the freeway, it's a completely different atmosphere. You know, yeah. in Orange County, we got a little bit of we got a little bit of, of the best and a little bit of the worst, and it and it kind of intertwined somehow. LA is a little bit of, more of the worst. Like they added more doses of worst in LA. And if you right. drive up a little a little north, you find Orange County, and um, we also got a high uh, uh, like bars anywhere you go. Twenty minutes, there's a beach, there's bars, there's you know the micro brews, everything. It, it's a beautiful thing out here. So uh, it really lends itself to artists, right? We come out here and. And in, 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 there's places you can go contemplate. There's the beach and there's the, the desert if you drive a little further, which really breathes, I think, like an artistic atmosphere, right? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of atmosphere, right, let's get into into the reason <laughs> here that you're calling is what I do, baby. So I get paid the big bucks. So I get paid the big bucks. Uh, let's go dive into it. So the movie, the documentary is uh, The World Has No Idea. Correct. And again, it's a it's a in look. It's a it's a look at the life of idea, yep. right? But having seen it, which again, dude, I, I, I'm going to tell you my opinion, but it is great. It is great. It's well put together. The the pace of it. That's oh, dude, the pace of it is is really timed really well. Like I watch hey. I watch these documentaries, and I'm just like, oh, they're concentrating too much on this one thing when I'm really waiting to hear the next thing, right? Right, and I think people that are not fans of idea, because the only reason they can't be fans is they haven't heard of them yet. They True. Want, you, I mean, it's just the artistic energy that came out of him was really what what intrigued me, especially as a fan. Right. So having yeah. already known him a little bit through following his music throughout the years and stuff, you get attached to the artist. But getting that in depth look and talking to people he went to elementary, with, junior high, with, high school with, you know. Uh, yeah. And his mom, his mom, of course, you know, it gave me a whole different view of idea that I that I didn't know really was there before, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Like when I came into it, I had all these uh, these expectations for who he is in my head. Because mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you listen to someone's music long enough, you basically feel like you know, but you don't actually know that person. You're just making assumptions based on. On little snippets of the logic that they gave you to the art they were releasing, and it's kind of it. I don't know. It's 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 interesting uh, and very eye-opening, I suppose, to be able to get an up-close look. Because when you look at someone that's done like such amazing things in his life, like he was literally, you know, he won every major U.S. battle in in his senior year in high school. Like it's a big deal. Who does that? You know what I mean, it was it was really he was just someone that he, he found what he liked to do. And he stayed focused on trying to get as good at that as possible, especially when he's here. And that's how he, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that's something a lot of people never really, never really figured out in life, and that they stay lost and unhappy as a result of it. You know, they, like he, he figured out at a very age, like, well, music is my thing. You know what I mean? Like, period in general, that's what I want to be doing is music, and that, and he just kind of ran with that, you know. And I, uh, you know, I just, I know a lot of myself included. Like up until I didn't really, uh, I have a, a background of working with my hands, and I didn't really start. Uh, I didn't like decide. Okay, I'm gonna like really try to make a go of trying to trying to get into film and everything until about 24 or so. And I mean, before that, I was really just lost. You know what I mean? Like I had no idea 
what I was doing with my life in general, and I really feel like that's the case for a lot of people. And that's like, I know that's from getting to know his story as much as as much as I did was how far you can go if you just focus on on being amazing at whatever it is that you love to do. You know what I mean? Right, and, and, and I'm one of those people myself. I include myself in that group of, of people who really just wandered life and like went from one job to the other job, and and then you had an idea what that job might take you, and it totally doesn't, and now you you're lost, you don't know what to do, and and all that stuff. And for for idea to like have found himself at such such a young age, he really falls into a category of like, okay, well this is what he was built for. Right. This is what he was meant to do. So that's why he did it so well. Also, at such a young age, he, he, yeah. he, I mean, um, eighteen already having this record of just being like vicious MC, and then the Wake Up Show, and then just doing things with, uh, um, that as as a, as a kid you you kind of idolize idea for. So like, if you follow the idea as an MC, you were really like, whoa, I can't believe he was only this old, or I can't believe he's that good off the head at this age. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's a it, the. Especially rap, it's a it's a perishable skill at some point. Like you just you either lose interest or you're just not as good at it. But he was kind of built as a machine for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm up in the booth doing the wop and the running man Looking for the keys to my lowrider Yo, y'all might think he's a cool cat But it's still reacting weird Why they always looking at me like there's something on my face, man No matter where I go, I'm always feeling out of place And I know I'm not your regular, I got a different taste Probably cause most of my life's been right in my basement I didn't watch the Super Bowl, don't drink alcohol Don't carry ID, don't go to the mall I'm extra argumentative and really good at basketball I can't dance or sing, but I can rap my ass Hey, my voice is unique, I'll leave it at that But no rapper you know has the ideas I have in it like the skin color really is significant Wouldn't put you in a category of art, math, or idiot But I don't try to fit in My life's like a novel of science fiction My mission is to get into your mind And make you listen and rewind what you were missing Every time that you insisted to be blind I made a picture with a rhyme and climb an instrument I'll have a hide and pick a dance Slash a little wickedness and I Winning this so you better better me I only smile in public if I got a lot of energy Don't go to the dock, I got my own brain And I almost forgot I got a really good memory I know a lot of people that'll tell you that they hate me Cause they know I bring out the weird side Some say I'm a genius, others say that I'm crazy, but they all say I'm a little on the weird side It ain't like I can help it, it's the way I was raised And so I'm living every minute on the weird side It's a ticket for the train, pay attention to my brain If you wanna know about the weird side It goes dee dee da, dee dee da, doo 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 da dee dee da, dee dee da, I only write with a certain type of pen Switching from an itchy introvert to loud mouth First thing I do after I buy a CD is open it up and see if my name's in a shout out I read books on yoga and quantum mechanics Psychology, philosophy, peyote and acid I like Jimi Hendrix more than any rap shit And my favorite movie's Dr. Strange That's a classic Never had a fist fight, got knocked out one time Super motherfucker thought peace was a gangster. Yo, I never liked the circus, I was too afraid of clowns 20 years in the same city, still don't know my way around Yo, Still get lost inside of my thoughts Saying dumb jokes just to hear myself talk Yeah, I know my clothes probably need to be washed But I like them, and if I didn't I would take them off I know a lot of people that'll tell you that they hate me Cause they know I bring out the weird side Some say I'm a genius, others say that I'm crazy But they all say I'm a little on the weird side It ain't like I can help it, it's the way I was raised And so I'm living every minute on the weird side It's a ticket for the train, pay a visit to my brain If you wanna know about the weird side It goes dee dee da, dee dee da Doo doo doo, doo 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 Da dee da, dee dee da Do 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 do
I'm not accepted by any certain group of people I'm a walking, talking freak show But now you know my sweet hey, everybody's weird You know that's true I bet you even got a little bit of weirdness in you My lyrics are due depression And it's a profession Unprecedented identity Representing the quest I guess I'm just ahead of my time Playing my pedigree I'm telling you a tale of a dime Embellished with melody Who are you to say I got a few new schools Do the tools Human views can never measure my texture Extra, extra, read all about it Ideas and extra terrestrial Don't let them touch you We even sit next hey, I don't to you like, so you're wrong And it makes me right Song after song Night after night Then it's little words into the mic And the crowd reacts nice If it's something that they like Now is that so strange To want the attention If you think I should change Man, save your suggestions I swear someday I'm gonna be somebody's hero But until that day I'm just another fucking weirdo Man, this, this isn't in the dog But it should be But Kathy uh, has told me many times About how he used to literally Walk around the house Right you know, One of the things that isn't in the dog But it's how like you know, his, the patient where he built his studio, before he really got into, into rapping, he uh, was trying to really make a serious go out break dancing, and he was actually pretty good at it. That, and, see, another thing I had no idea about idea until I saw the video, because of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, but, but that same, that same space that he used to use in the studio, he used to have, uh, before he, before he made it into a studio, he had linoleum duct taped to the floor of it, and he used that as his, like, space to crack his break dancing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just that drive and dedication like nah I'm going to just sit and get really good at this thing and that's amazing he, he pulled it off like he was he's, you know arguably depending on who you talk to like most people that uh, have heard of his music will definitely put him in, in the top tier you know what I mean like right, yeah absolutely uh, the, the, there's, there's, there's people that you meet when you when you involve yourself in hip hop when it's more than just a hobby or it's more than just something that you like to hear when you start to actually live hip hop like the culture and the atmosphere of it uh, there's people that you meet down this road that kind of personify hip hop, like they're hip hop in person, and and, um, and someone that that the elements comes to that speaks to them, whether it be graffiti or it be MC or it be DJ, then you'll meet people that are the good at multiple elements, and, yeah. and then you just see that like the hip hop gods just kind of smile down upon them. <laughs> and, and idea is definitely one of these dudes. Uh, the, the, I mean, the one thing that I really uh, enjoyed about uh, the world has no idea is how in depth you were able to get, and how happy they were to share these stories with you. Did you yeah. did you in your path at all meet any resistance from anyone at all? Like, were they kind of like, oh, you know what, I just, I just want to move on, and or it's it, I don't, you know, like, did you meet anything? Did you have anything like that? There were. I mean, we definitely had a few people that we interviewed uh, that retracted later and didn't want to say, you know, didn't want to say what they they said in their interview or drop something a little too personal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, man, can you please just make sure that that one particular story doesn't actually ever see the light of day? I got, I got a little too emotional, and I'm like, yeah, no, of course. Like, I'm, you know, I'm really respectful about it. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm telling, you know, a story about how amazingly talented uh, this person who is the mutual friend of everyone that I interviewed or family member. Um, that person was so it's you know there, there's not I really feel like I came I've approached it or at least I've tried to anyways approach it with such a level of respect mm -hmm. that it's kind of to, to be put off by it because I'm not really like you know like one of the things uh, Slug said to me when we sat down to do our interview was uh, you know in regards to, to uh, you know the, the party years and when we were kind of going downhill for Michael um, that that's, that's the first thing people ask about that's the first thing they want to talk about or interview about or or have fly out their mouth the second they get in front of a microphone you know what i mean and uh and he just you know he 
yes, he felt a certain way about that, and understandably so. And for me, though, like I said, or like like I've said to a lot of people uh, in regards to making this project, you know, when you make a documentary, you want to have a statement. Like you should be able to to say your what your documentary is about in one single sentence. And mine is real straightforward. It's Michael Larson was a genius. Period. That's what the documentary is about. You know, and we explore other other parts of his personality and whatever, whatever. But you know, like it's for the vast majority of his life he was just traveling the country being amazing you know what I mean so it's kind of hard to <laughs> see a lot of negative in that when that was most of his life you know and like you said because you approached it with such respect both to to uh, idea and everything that he left behind that I'm sure they like they got it they understood they're like okay this is bigger than my emotions right now this is really more about Mikey more about idea at this point exactly. right was there anything in particular that was maybe left out of the film that you wish you had uh, added it like in foresight oh my god there's so many scenes that were are you kidding me man that thing was like part I think two. my first you need part two then. right I'm saying I love you dude <laughs> this could, honestly we were we were talking about it and there is if if this film had enough of of a draw because we spend so much focusing on like who he was on a personal level, you know what I mean, like his 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 close friends in school, grade school and et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot. We, I mean, we inter- you've seen the films, you already know. We interview uh, more than a few musicians or whatever, but there's also a lot of uh, a lot of people that knew him personally. But you you could basically, I could do a whole other documentary just on interviewing uh, people that he toured with, and getting tour stories. Like that could be a documentary in and of itself because there's so much material. You know what I mean? Like he legitimately a really rich and interesting life. And everyone that I talked to has like at least a dozen stories of like of, of just amazing, you know, just experiences that were amazing to them that he was either part of or around for or brought them along to participate in it. You know what I mean? Like I guess yeah. um and this is true of of all great people, of all great artists and, and, and uh personalities, uh who they are really depends on who you're asking. True. Right? So like true. The, the one thing that really uh I won't say heartbreaking, but it made me smile and kind of frown at the same time. And I mean that's completely emotionally uh, when you have when you're interviewing his mom, right? Because like yeah. she's out there, and you could tell there's there's remembrance in her in her words and in her eyes that she's telling these stories. But it, I don't. There's no sign of like bitterness or or resentment really for having lost him. Like she's like, okay, well. She knew at a very young age, and she stated that he was meant for greatness, right? Yeah. And, and one of those things that happens with greatness is that at some point, you know, you can only be as great as you can be alive. It's not until you pass, until you're no longer here, that it's truly appreciated. Did yeah. You, what, what, what kind of, I mean, you that sat with it, what kind of sentiment did you get from her while you were doing the interviews? I mean, is, you know, man, like, and I, and I kind of knew this about her before we actually agreed that I were friends for a while before uh, we actually started working on this at all. But she, uh, she's kind of a, she's a grieving mother. You know what I mean? Like, it's really that straightforward. Like, I can't even imagine what that, what that does to someone emotionally. I mean, like, I'm, I'm a father and I, I love being that and I just, know to watch your kid grow up and do amazing things and literally travel the world and develop a fan base in the hundreds of thousands maybe millions of people right uh, those things where I mean I, I don't know how to do but she like oh well, hold on you're breaking up a little bit let me see 
what we can do to adjust it again. Try, try that again. Can you hear me now? Yes, there you go. Rock on. Uh-huh. So, I, I've liked, I, I've tried to make uh, everything in regards to the documentary like a cathartic process for her. I really feel like one of the things she does to to help with the grieving process is, you know, interact with fans a little bit and, and do, like, like when we do the memorial show and through memorial shows and stuff like that, you know, like, she, uh, she wants, she doesn't want people to forget. She wants his memory to be alive. And I think that's kind of part of how, how she deals. <laughs> and there's a lot of like, just weird stuff that comes up in that. Like, and, and, and this is, okay, this is one of the things that cut out of the documentary. So you remember that song that he made a song called, uh, Red, Red, White, and Blue? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. So in that song, and the song, the whole thing, metaphor for Erica and how he's, half Lebanese and half Irish and he thinks America is kind of you know has a messed up mentality in general as a country and but the whole he uses he talks about he, he describes it in terms of mom and dad and blah 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 and makes the whole thing a metaphor but you know not everyone understands that kind of thing when listening to the sign I didn't I didn't know what it was about I just you know, I, I didn't really dwell on it too much honestly but uh, so he, as anyways he, he, he had people come up to her at events and say, someone told me your idea is mom. And she goes, yeah. And they're like, no, you're not. Idea is mom died. You made a song about it. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, it's kind of funny. But yeah, she, you know, she, uh, I think how she, that's like part of her grieving process, though, is is uh, trying to make sure that we don't forget. You know what I mean? Right, right. Was there anything about, um, the, the process of putting it together that you thought of that might shed idea in a different light than what we anticipated him to be? Like, is any any one thing in particular more like, whoa, this is really going to blow people's mind when they find this out? Uh, uh, I mean, break the thing for one, because I didn't know that until I started going through footage. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, he's actually been on the top of that. What? And it just, I think for me, that made a lot of other things, uh, Okay, like, have you seen the, and we don't, and this is, I use this in the web series, but not in the actual documentary, because you can miss on YouTube, everyone has seen it a million times, but when Slug and Idea were on the, the Sway and Tech show, yes, you know? Oh, my goodness. That is one of my favorite uh, performances on the on the Wake Up Show. Like, I, I absolutely, I remember watching that and being like, how is he just so smoothly just flowing out these rhymes and then laughing at the same time, and they're doing... They're doing gimmicks on them, and it's just like this very super impressive thing to see as an MC coming up. Absolutely. Seriously, I, absolutely, because he 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 and he would just do that. He would just go for for ten to fifteen minutes straight without stopping. It was just it was insane. But he uh, my, okay. So so having learned that he could break dance, and having seen a lot of footage of him actually spinning on the top of his head, I go I go and rewatch the Sway and Tech thing one day. And <laughs> I know what help. I mean, like, like, what do you want me to do, man? I can, I can, I can, I do this trick where I can rhyme while I'm spinning on the top of this, on the top of my head. I'll do it on this table right now if you want. And kind of laugh it off. But I'm watching the footage after I knew, after I learned everything that I know about him, and I was like, he could have actually done that. Like, he was joking. He was actually talented enough to be able to spin on the top of his head and freestyle at you at the same time. He probably could have did it. He probably, like, hoped somebody was going to mess up and be like, yeah, no, go ahead, do it. We'll talk that shit and back up to you. How fantastic would that have been to watch, to see Idea do head spins and hold the microphone at the same time and just freestyle and still deliver an amazing performance at both? It would have been inc- it would have broke it would have yeah. been amazing it would have been amazing. Uh, okay, oh man, like 
so as as I'm watching it again, uh, I'm not only am I super uh, entranced by the story, right? But but the actual um, process of it, like watching it unravel, like to yeah. me it was really fascinating. It was really the way you put it together, it flowed so smoothly. It just kept me, it kept me wanting to see it to the very end, right? Thank you. Like, I feel like I feel like documentaries in general are like the most boring genre of film. Period. Like I can make that statement without offending anyone, right? Like it's you know like there's. You know, like there's there's. Dan Burns is a great friend of mine. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's uh, but it, it's one of those things. And and you know, I, I there's documentaries that I love. I just feel like it's really difficult to to portray in a way that's entertaining. And I really try to make the documentary uh, flow well and and present the story in a way that would hold people's attention if they ever heard or anything about it. And also, one of the things we try to do is put uh. I tried to do it way to where Mike got to tell as much of his own story. Did you notice that? Right. Give me one minute. Give me one minute. Hold on. You're breaking up again. Give me one second. Sure. Uh, How's this? Is it better? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Fine. Oh, perfect. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say that again, please. So, good. so one of the things I tried to do, and I don't know if you noticed this, was I tried to uh, edit it in a way where Mike got to tell as much of his own story as possible. You know what I mean? Another thing that was really um, refreshing is how much he was in it himself. That, that I really, yeah. I really thought, uh, you know, uh, really said, oh, "Okay, well now I'm directly hearing it from him," and yeah. and then it, and then it being verified and then it cl- almost clarified some stories later down the line. Like, oh yeah, this, this, and that, and the way uh, also the way you cut also other films or other film of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was just, it was just beautifully, and I think the hip hop public, the hip hop public in general, are really going to be drawn to it by the way it was edited, the way it was cut, the way it was kind of like the pictures resonate up to the screen more. That kind of thing. You. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it was it was very well put together. <laughs> September 1st, 1999, the day of my death. My back was on the cold concrete as I took my last breath. And I saw my body laying on the ground as my soul hovered above it. Damn idea, he was a good looking cat. But anyway, another day at 18 years of age, stepping to heaven's gates, anxious to see what God's got to say. Maybe he'll give me a gift for always saying my prayer. But he might send me downstairs for last year's love affair. Well, who cares? You know, right now it's all a mystery I mean, I'll find out when I get there Until then, I can't let it get to me I'm keeping my cool Besides, everybody dies I'll just follow the white light like they do in the movies It seems like hours went by And I'm still traveling Right towards the brightness Now this ain't heaven or hell This realm is lifeless And I hate to say it But this wild goose chase had me bored No directions, no clues And no idea what I was in for But then forward I kept floating And in a quick flash The light split directly in half and created a forked path representing each side was an angel now what's the task i have to untangle to meet the big man in charge i asked and the one to the right of me said one of us always lies and one always tells 
that's the truth Ask the right one the right question And he'll direct you to heaven But if you ask the wrong one, son Farewell, you're going straight to well Y'all get the picture And the one on my left told me not to listen to his fears He said it ain't that complicated to find out where God lives He told me to follow his path and tell God he said hi Then the one on my right jumped in and told me not to believe his lies And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ I didn't care much for life, but I'd have tried to stay alive forever If I knew this is what death was like I was never good at problem solving, especially in emergencies I get a tad bit nervous when concerned with burning for eternity But anyways, I asked them which one lied, and they pointed at each other Then thinking I had it, I asked them the name of my mother One said he don't know, the other said he know, but he can't tell me God damn, this is gonna be hard And so I asked like 30 questions and I still wasn't sure Then being me, I got pissed and gave them pricks a few good words Frustrated with it all, I turned my back to the angels And when I walked away to my surprise, I found myself in heaven You know what I'm saying? Kinda just turned around from the whole situation Rejecting everything that was going on That's how I walked into heaven One thing also thing that I wanted to ask you about is when you were touching the subject of, of him actually dying, of, of yeah. him dying that that day. Did you stop for a second and think, okay, what's the best way to approach this? I'm just gonna let the story kind of take me there, or or how, how was that? How was it for you approaching that subject in particular? I mean, it was tough. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where uh, it's part the story ends, you know what I mean? Like, spoiler alert, he dies, the guy dies at the end. That's the story happens, and that's... I don't know. It's... It's one of those things where I couldn't... Like, I had... It doesn't... on how to tell that part of the story, but nothing... Nothing really seemed as... Like, I had a dozen different ways like I, I could have portrayed that story because I didn't want to, like, ask my friend to describe finding her son's body. You know what I mean? Like, I was trying to avoid that conversation, but it's one of those things where, like, we, you know, we talked about it, and she said she was comfortable talking about it on camera and, and everything, but it was, like, uh, it was something I was wary of, and that, that obviously was, like, important and really painful uh, for her. And then just as a friend, I, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to make my friend sad. I don't want to remind her of of the downsides. I, I, I get... Uh, more enjoyment from from getting her gassed up about how amazing you know how talented he was and, and all this other stuff so I uh, yeah I know it like it but it seemed pretty obvious you know what I mean like like she was the one to discover him so uh, hearing it directly from his mom who found him is kind of you know and, and one of the things it, 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 it seems like a really obvious like well that's ob- that's going to emotionally impact whoever watches that scene you know what I mean like um, but one of the things that like before I started speaking at the film festivals a couple of filmmakers uh, filmmaker friends of mine um, that have you know they've got a couple they've got a few movies under their belt this is my first feature film uh, they were saying that once once it gets to that part of the story because so much of it is so high energy and so so look at all these amazing things you can do and here's every pass up and blah 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 and then it comes it comes like the the down the down slope happens so quick and uh, when we come to the death it's almost like this this serious gut punch that just 
Yeah. You, I, and, and, and as I'm watching it, I'm almost. I mean, you know how it ends, but you kind of for, you forget almost as as a as a viewer, you kind of forget that they he did pass. Right? So you're like super like, oh my God, this kid's amazing. And he's laughing and he's cracking jokes. And pe- these people that are talking about him completely love him. They're in love with this kid. And yeah. he's done so much and everything's happening. And then like, you're absolutely right. You get that, that, that punch. And it's like, oh my goodness. He's, I, I, he will no longer be able to do any of those things. Right, right, and and just as a as a human being, that kind of hits you. Obviously, you see the mom speaking, but as a hip hop head, as a hip hop fan, you now have to come and realize, like, I'm never going to hear another original idea song ever again. Yeah, but the way that it was delivered, like the way that you that you presented again with such respect, and 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 the buildup was so good that it, it just made me realize what kind of a film I'm watching. Which is a really well put together documentary about somebody that I love. Thank you very much, man. I worked really hard on this thing. Seriously, like my whole this whole past year has been me obsessing about trying to get this thing into theaters, and this, we're like just kind of starting that path. But thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Let, let me ask this because um, I think it's important for people to know, and then we'll move on from this because I want to know more about about him and, and the process. But uh, what is the what was the official uh, cost of death that was given? Uh, it was uh opiate toxicity overdose okay now uh, without giving away too much was this uh, something that he was struggling with or was it truly a, a, um, uh, a like a deadly combination of, of prescription pills that he had taken I mean we talk about it in the doc too like he he, he definitely was partying way way too much towards the end and uh, you know and <laughs> like I wasn't there, so I'm 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 always really careful about how I how I talk about that that in general. You know what I mean? Right. Because because of how much respect I have for him and his talent and everything else. Um, but from I mean, from my understanding, like you know, he was taking some pills and probably shouldn't have been taking as many pills as he was taking, and he was you know the guy was was partying like it is what it is. He was doing all sorts of he probably shouldn't have been doing, but that's not really what my movie's about. You know what I mean? Like. Like, it's one of those things where I, it's, uh, I guess, like, there's, there's all, like, everyone has all these stories and all these opinions, these rumors about whatever, whatever, but, like, one person found the body, and you can actually look up the, uh, if you're really serious into it, like, I didn't, I didn't go that deep into it in the film or whatever, but if you really think that you could actually look up a medical, you know, coroner records and this, that, the other, and, I mean, it could be back to what we're talking about in the doc, so. Right. Right. And again, uh, it's it's a it, it it is something that you have to talk about. You have to bring it up. But it's the, what I loved is that it wasn't the focus of the film. Again, like like we talked about before, when, when I'm watching these other documentaries, Amy and, and all these other ones that concentrate on on an artist's specific life, it's mm-hmm. they forget. The, uh, it, it's like they 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 they're, they're like building you up for you to see the death. And, and this one was complete opposite it was like look displayed an entire life which to me yeah. as a fan of him I truly appreciate it and thank you it, and, and I did want to know and I wanted to know for sure what happened uh, what was the reason what was the cause but then I was just like icing on the cake of this really well put together film that I was like alright now I, I have I can understand a little bit more who he was and what happened and I walk away with that not the memory right. so much of 
of all so tragic but oh my god he lived an amazing life yeah yeah no kidding that's what I was shooting for you know what I mean like I really wanted it to like it, in, it ends on kind of a gut punch uh because you know, it has a sad ending, you know what I mean? It is what it is. But I really wanted the the general feel of it to be more about, you know, why he was amazing and how he got to be that way and the things that he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, talking about that, let's get into what has happened since then. Like, what changes have we seen uh, that were of the direct result of of his passing, or did you see? Like, and I mean, in the music scene or uh, in his in his name, what has been done? What what is being oh, done? Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, just in general, uh, there's okay. Like he towards the towards the end, he kicked off a uh, a label called Pressure Recordings, and there's you know there's still a lot of cats working on that. Cat owns that. Her and Brady do a lot of work with those, with that. And there's uh, you know like two years in a row now they had a Southwest showcase, and uh, you know we did a memorial show up in October or back in October up here. Um, and there's going to be another memorial show up in Canada. Random, she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to be like later in uh, October of this year, or whatever. Like, you guys will hear more details about that. All of it probably just said that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyways, there's uh, so there's all sorts of like events. Like his memory is definitely, you know, it's one that that a lot of people pay homage. To. You know, like like I said, I think like for me, the thing that the big thing that I took away from from his story was how important it was to just find something that you love to do. And how far you can get in life, you really just obsess in that at that thing. It doesn't matter how much backing you do or don't have behind you. You know what I mean? And I feel like there's a lot more, especially, especially in my city. Holy Christ! Everybody's doing music. You know what I mean? Like, and and it's so many people that came here, came from here, doing music, and stayed here doing music. You know what I mean? Like, it really goes back generations. Like Prince did that, and like he, you know, he went major and whatever, whatever. But he still stayed local. And then you know. Uh, Slug, Idea, all those guys like kind of came up doing just doing their own thing and, and staying local and not really, you know, uh, just they, they, they built their own house instead of going to work in someone else's. You know what I mean? And I really, I just admire the hell out of that. And I know a lot of people now that are doing that. And it's kind of a funny thing. Like, I was talking to somebody about this. I personally, because I, you know, I do film and video, and film and video is definitely a collaborative process. I actually make a movie. Like, it's like, I'm not, I, I try not to like uh, not to brag on myself too tough or whatever but like I don't know a lot of cats that are doing all the different things that I'm doing and actually successfully pulling it off right right, right. And it, I mean other filmmakers they strike me as uh, as people that are that are well suited for a day job and I'm not mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. I, I've a number of impressive jobs, but I'm, I'm I'm much better suited for working for myself, doing things that I actually love to do because I'm I'm the best at whatever it is I'm passionate about. You know what I mean? Like right. I have to love what I'm doing to throw myself all into whatever it is. So, um, so anyways, so just in a lot of the musicians that I've been like meeting, getting to know since all of this happened, since me getting the opportunity to make this documentary happen, uh, there a lot of them have that same like that do it yourself mentality. Like I literally describe myself to others as a do it yourself filmmaker. You know what I mean? Like I I I write, direct, edit, produce, record, do visual effects, graphic design. What do you need? I do it all. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I just I don't know a lot of people in film that that operate that way. I know a ton of people in music that operate that way, and I don't think there were nearly as many of them in my hometown, anyways. Until you know what I'm saying? Like idea and slug kind of came up. Right. And first, uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of twofold. Like first, you, you come to the realization that that uh, you realize you are the best. And then second, 
you make yourself dependent, right? Like, you're like, this is truly what I'm meant for. Like, I can't imagine idea working in an office. Like, I don't yeah. think his creativeness could have been contained and he knew that. He understood yeah. that. He goes, okay, this is not what I'm built for. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here for this. So then right. he focused all his energy on that and then became the best, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it is kind of weird because we're not all meant for, we're not all meant for the nine to five, the cubicle, like that's just not where our spirit or what we are meant to do is. Right. And, and when it comes to like ideas, slug, ASOP, they, they kind of really paved the way for us to be able to say, oh, we don't have to be gangsters to rap. Oh, we don't have to right. be players to rap. We don't have to be that. We could be us to rap. Right. Because Slug has been Slug. And and if we, all of us have been lucky enough to follow someone like Slug on his journey, we saw him battling. We saw him freestyling. We saw him do these things. Then we saw the very serious song and the emotional and the heartbreak and then the fatherhood and then the marriage and now the grown Slug that we all came to love because right. he was himself the whole way. There's no pretending with him. And, and you can't pick up an idea song. Or you can't pick up an idea album and say, oh, this guy's pretending to be it. Right. You can't pretend to be that dope. Like, it just doesn't happen. Sure. Right? And and that was one of the one of the things that made idea so beautiful as an artist to follow and listen to is that every album is unique. Every track is unique. And then, you know, with, with abilities, when they found their niche and they were actually really working together and, and building, it was nothing short of art that they were delivering. Yeah, it, it was it was an amazing thing. But getting back to uh, the do it yourself mentality, uh, if I'm understanding, you're, you're having uh, some issues, right, with the release of the film. Oh well, I mean, I we submitted to uh, we're submitted to film festivals. Basically, we want to get to movie. We want to get all the way to theaters, like with the actual release. I literally had people all over the world asking me when it's going to play in their town. Because, uh, like, more, like, every day, more people find out about the film. And I'm going to say, like, on any, on any given week, I'll get, like, 200 new likes. And within the, uh, our 25 minutes, right. we'll, we'll, we know. We can say, <laughs> you know, we're working on, we're a small production. And, we're, and we've submitted to all sorts of film festivals. You know what I mean? Like, in a perfect world, there's all sorts of film festivals uh, that we've submitted 21 films. Excuse me. We're waiting to hear back from 21 film festivals right now. So in a perfect world, half of those are going to say yeah half of them you know and and uh because it's because it's one of those things where the people that have heard of idea love them some idea not everyone's heard of idea it's kind of it's a weird thing like we've had literally followers all over in the uk and and russia and god knows where we had people donating to the indiegogo campaign all the way from nepal dog from nepal Ooh, yeah <laughs> yeah <let> me, <laughs> but, i mean that that, that joys my heart to hear that man it really does yeah, he's got a following in the Philippines. Like, I legitimately, it, there's like a fan of his over in the Philippines. Shout out, Betrayed, if you're listening to this. Who, who I had to like, explain, he wanted to, to help me run the film page because, like, all I do is, like, I'll get up in the morning, I'll post a few idea lyrics and, you know, some, some memes and whatnot, just like, give the fans something to chew on and kind of, kind of whatever. And he was like, I would, you know, please let me do that, blah, 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 blah. Like, this, some, a random dude from the Philippines has never said, foot in American soil, that passionate about ideas. He's right. got. Right. He's got fans everywhere, and the ones that he have are like die-hard fans. Mm -hmm. uh, just not it. Like if you look so, at the, so back, the market like, is this. The, the audience that? is there. The market is there. The passion is there for people mm -hmm. wanting to see this film. So, what are the issues? Is it just because you're such a small company that's making this? Yeah. Is, is that was really what's coming by? 
basically, yeah, like we're I'm, we're we're small time. You know what I mean? Like this is my uh, I'm an indie filmmaker, and this is my very first film. And even like on the on the film festival, as far as like uh, submitting it to film festivals and everything, we're we're a twenty thousand dollar documentary competing against uh, six figure to seven figure films. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, sure, with like. Forget about your your fucking polar bears, and they got their helicopters, and they got right. flying to Alaska, and then they get a probe up the anus of the polar bear, and like these beautiful, super eccentric shots. And exactly, but who gives a shit at the end of the day? There's yeah, you better than CGI. <laughs> the, 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 the way I'm thinking is like, dude, if I see one more fucking polar bear documentary, I'm gonna blow my mind. There's not right. one idea documentary out, which is yeah, yeah. that reason alone. Uh, it, it should be it should be viewed and seen by as many people as possible. Generation they've obtained while the world evolves they stand and turn lame storm is prerequisite to mental gain storm is prerequisite to mental gain philosophies like that simple and plain poets play with words to keep themselves sane you do your thing while the clouds pour the rain everyone wants to get out of the rain wants to be free wants to see no more pain we're guaranteed that the seasons will change till then i'm keeping sunshine on my brain when the drops hit my head they leave a stain Every 
Everyone wants to get out of the rain. Everyone wants to get out of the rain. Everyone wants to get out of the rain. Harvested skill only comes after rain. Architects build under sun, so they claim. But when the puddles decided to hang, it's when their hands gets the plans that remains. Every man secretly hopes he can tame the beast he fears most, cause it can't be slain. Towering gray faces laugh so deranged. One day we all will break free from their chains. One day we all will break free from their chains and rise towards the sun with good health sustained. It's almost impossible to explain, but I owe all my success to the rain. Everyone wants to get out of the rain, wants to be free, wants to see no more pain. We're guaranteed that the seasons will change. Till then, I'm keeping sunshine on my brain. When the drops hit my head, they leave a stain. Everyone wants to get out of the rain. Everyone wants to get out of the rain. Everyone wants to get out of the rain. everyone you know to go to uh, Facebook and go to look up the world has no idea.com and like the page and keep track of what we do and if you are a fan of ideas that uh, happen to be listening to this and you have anything to do with a film festival or whatever please holler at me please holler at me we've, we're already waiting for a lot of hitbacks we're submitting to some other ones here and there you know you, you know we're just we're just very actively seeking a way to get into movie theaters like that's my end goal you know what I mean I really feel like you know how like Sometimes in life you just feel like you found your path, you know? So I get to, I literally have the privilege of making my first, like my, my whole past five, six years of my life has been about obsessing about making movies. And now I get the privilege of making my first movie about my favorite rapper. So I gotta get that thing all the way to theaters or I feel as a person. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like I have to get that done. It's all, it's all lined up too nicely for me not to knock this out of the park, dog. I gotta do it, you know? Well, Well, let me say this. Let me say this, let me say this. First, the fact that it's so well written, so well put together, and so well composed, uh, you're not a failure. Off of that alone, because whether it gets picked up and it's on a million theaters all over the world, or it's not, this film is going to see the light of day. And this film will be seen and enjoyed, and it will be a cult favorite from all the hip-hop people around the world. And I'm sure having someone like Slug and all these people involved, I mean, Rob Sayers is a huge, huge, huge... uh, uh, hip-hop uh, powerhouse 
right? Sure. It, it, I mean, I, I'm sure you're not going to have any issues getting into the hands of the people that know and love him. But I, I see what you're saying. You wanted to get it to everyone. Exactly. You want to get exactly. it. To, so okay, so we go to Facebook, right? And if they have any contacts or any anything that they, they where can they get a hold of you directly? Oh, I mean, message me through the film's Facebook page or. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say my email on. I was totally going to say my email on a podcast. <laughs> Your person, okay. yeah, don't you don't want to do that. You get a bunch of dick pics. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I'm not, <laughs> not alone with that. But, okay, but is there any any, any releases, local releases that we can go see or anything like that? Yeah, our world premiere is... Uh, so we got the first uh, film festival to pick us up is the Minneapolis St. Paul International. It's literally the oldest and most prestigious film festival in Minnesota. So it's one of those things where, where I'm like annoyed with myself that we didn't get into a more recognizable one. And then friends of mine that have been making movies a little bit longer are like, dude, you gotta take states before you take nationals. What are you upset about? Yeah. Like, I, don't, yeah. I got under my belt. Not one of them made it to MSPIFF. Shut up. Completely. I'm like, I, no, but I, know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You're like, I got the cure for this disease right. and oh I get to cure 10 people big fucking deal I want to cure the world they're like dude you just saved 10 people's lives like think about what you've done think about how much of an accomplishment that is alone right exactly. and so dude you're on your way you're, uh, you're on your way I have total and complete faith I mean that's what I, that's what when I saw it I'm like first of all this is the coolest fucking thing ever like this needs to get done and I'm so glad when I saw the end product that it was as good as I was hoping it was Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying the release is going to be uh, the world release, right? Uh, and then you have to be in the world, yeah. Oh, the world premiere. Premiere, yeah. Uh, yep, in uh, the Minneapolis St. Paul International Film Festival. It's going to be April 18th. Ironically, that actually sold out in seven days. Like that's that's officially you can't even buy tickets to that anymore. And the next screening is going to be uh, excuse me at that same film festival on uh, April 21st and. I don't even know what the number for that is right now, but like I, from what I understand, tickets on that, on that was moving pretty fast too. So, right. So the the film is, is set. You you submitted it. It's all good to go. Are you planning already uh, your future um, product? Like, what what do you have in mind for the future when it comes to you in particular? Man, I I have I will never ever have a hard time telling stories or coming up with new stories to tell. Like I'm I'm just kind of wired that way. So I literally like. You know, I do all this different, these different aspects of filmmaking. Making the screenwriting is actually what my degree is in, and, and what I'm the most passionate about. Um, and I, I mean, I've got uh, documentaries that I'm trying to get funded. I've got a feature length, award-winning feature length screenplay that I'm like really aggressively trying to get funded right now called Poor Man. Um, it's got some notoriety here and there. Slug read it. Slug liked it. You know, so that that actually says a lot. Like Slug literally, I've heard. I've had other people say, "Yeah, Slug says you're a pretty good screenwriter." And I'm like, "Slug said that about me." You know what I mean? Like oh, <laughs> <laughs> any compliment I get from Slug, hey, dude, Slug like my shirt. Right? Then he like my shirt, bro. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. But, but Slug likes your art, which is just got to put you over the moon right now. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, I mean, that was, that was huge. So I'm really aggressively trying to, uh, trying to get that funded right now. And then, um, at, oh, there's, I, there's, yeah, there's just all sorts of stuff. Like, I'm basically at a, at a weird point in my career where I have, I have all of this original content that I'm, and I have the talent to create it. What I don't have is the right funding or investors standing behind me going, hey, man, here's money on the table, go to work. You know so, what I mean? So what, where can we go and what can we do to help you with that? Uh, man, just, you know, refer me to your rich friends that invest in film because there just aren't enough of them in Minnesota. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Like, you got luckily, 
wake the flock up happen to be based out of California. So <laughs> yeah, hey, you can't always you can't just go knock on Prince's door every time you want you want some money, right? You got to get some that people know. involved. Oh, it's always a middle man. I mean, you gotta, you gotta like establish yourself to get people that are really just going to the bad for you. And I actually, it's funny, man. I actually have that. Like, I'm having, I have people poor man on the east and west coast right now, but like, they're pitching on people. You know what I mean? I really feel like it's one of those things where, okay, like, uh, I was reading in the news the other day that, uh, that Ice Cube started a studio, right? Mm-hmm. And his whole, his whole, like, reason behind it was amazing to me. It was amazing to me. He goes, he goes, frankly, there are too many gatekeepers in Hollywood that keep cool people from telling stories, and I'm going to start a studio. Something about that. And I was like, nigga, you're looking for me. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right your boy. I got like five plays that would blow your mind, but you'd be like, man, where have you been? I'd be like, looking for you, dog. Well, I, mean, well, I don't know, I don't know uh, how much this helps, but like, yes, I see him. Also, Russell Simmons does um, independent investments. Really? Like, it might be something, I don't know if you have any links or anywhere at all. To kind of narrow it down, but Russell Simmons is open is open about it. Like, you know, I invest in hip hop, uh, brands, and hip hop this and hip hop that. So this this is right up his alley. Um, and, and Russell Simmons, I mean, it's not going to hurt for him to write a certain amount. I'll check. It's not it's not a big deal to him. I'm sure uh, once he sees your investment, and your passion behind everything you've done, he'd be a fool not to. So you know, there's, there's people out there for you, man. And look, after the movie is released, after it's reached. Millions and millions of world break and it you know breaks world records. You're not gonna have any issues with this anymore. Dude. Man, here's hoping. Here's hoping. That's not the like- world has no idea. Dot com. Is that right? That theory, there's merch, there's all sorts of goodies and, and check us out on Facebook. We'll keep you posted as to what other film festivals we'll be premiering at as we start hearing back more and more. So, uh, man, go. You know, oh, there's a web series that's worth checking out. Uh, the world has no idea. You can, if you basically, if you just go to the world has no idea.com, you will see that I've got nine episodes of a web series of that are all like really, really good stories that just frankly didn't make it in the documentary because of time constraints. And I actually have a lot of other stuff like that too. Like I'm planning on doing more episodes for the web series at some point. It's just one of those things where I've like, you know, have the time and be far enough ahead of bills to not have to make uh, web ads for clients and whatnot to be able to, you know, to have the freedom to just do that, which is what I really like to be doing right, right now. Right, right, absolutely. Um, there's also merch. You can go to the website and buy, uh, we got posters, we got t-shirts. The t-shirt's up there right now. I'll be honest, I, I, I made a lot of them myself just on some do-it-yourself artists. I got some professional ones printed. I'm literally looking at them right now. There's some professional ones printed. They're white on black. They're sexy. They're smooth. I'm just, I probably be up on the website so you should check those out yeah, yeah. Um, and, and um, they're going to be able to go to waketheflockup.net and of course we'll put all your links up and there'll be a banner directing them to all of your links and anything that has to do with the world has no idea I, I first let me say thank you for having done this uh, I think yeah thanks for having me uh, no thank you for making the movie for, thank you for making this film someone uh, one of my biggest one of the things I'm upset about is that I don't think we treat deaths in hip-hop uh, in, in the correct light, right? So I don't think the world made enough of, of, a, of, a, of an ordeal out of when we lost Guru. Like, when right. Guru died, like, it was, that's it. Like, oh, Guru's dead, and that's it. There was nothing, there was nothing, nothing else. There was nothing more. And I, and I really was like, you know, as much as I love Idea, I, 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 I'm really glad that that will not happen. With yeah, that, that that's not going to be the case. He's going to be remembered through his all his music, through his fans, and now you know through through a great composed documentary. So thank you for allowing me to be even a minuscule part of that. 
it really means a lot to me as a hip hop head and as a hip hop media. I'm really glad to to be able to talk to you and and um and be a part of any little bit of that I could be to help you get to wherever you're going. Thanks, man. I really appreciate the help. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 really it's all it's a fan funded production. It's only going to get there because enough fans go. Holy shit! There's an idea movie coming out. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. I really and and that. remember our deal. Once you get the Oscar for best documentary. Shout out to George. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> so I wait to flock up. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I want to be there. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to be there. At least, at least I get to polish the Oscar. So Brandon, again, wait, thank you so wait. much, man. There's literally three different film festivals out in LA that could be uh, that could be saying yes to us like whenever. So you know, I mean, you, might, you actually you actually might hear from me before you know before too long, assuming they have good taste and let us in. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> right, absolutely. Uh, so so uh, the, thank you for coming on the show. And then later on in a couple months, right, we're going to do a recap and, and hopefully we'll get Kathy, right, Dia's mom, to sit with yep. us and really give us her perspective of going in, of the film. You know, uh, and and you know a little bit about about Mikey, about idea, and and uh, we get to hear directly from her. So thank you again for joining us, uh, Brandon. It, it was amazing speaking to you. I wish you the best, brother. I know you're going to succeed, and uh, and uh, you know don't be a stranger. Call us back whenever you get a chance. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. Anytime. So guys, thank you for tuning in. Wake the flock up one more time. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. Tell a cousin idea the world has no idea check out the film coming out soon have a good night peace